0: Health and safety should be the highest priority in any sport. Please keep Damar Hamlin in your thoughts and prayers. We wish a full recovery for the young man. Hello everyone and welcome to the Colts Cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me as always, I have co host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo yo. What it do? Ah, we got one more week till Colts Nation is happy. One more (laughs) week, right? One more. The two thirteen and one Houston Texans visit the four eleven and one Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium at one p.m. Sunday. Let's see who gets the who gets the tie. Oh wait, we would both get a tie. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> we can talk about this game a little later. I know there's some other things on y'all's mind right now. You know it's impossible to resist the urge, especially when your pick could be a future franchise signal caller. To think about who we could draft, right? That's that's yeah. on all Colts fans' minds right now. Who are we gonna get? And it, it it mesmerizes me some days. I'm I'm always looking at mock drafts daily. I I love everyone who's posting theirs on social media. It's you know you guys get a little ambitious on there, but it, <laughs> it's it's still fun to see. Um, I know Jamal. He's incredibly high on Bo Nix right now. You know, since the my Oregon's- boy. Yeah, against North Carolina. <laughs> You're talking about him being a top 5 pick in the draft. <laughs> but he's actually returning to Oregon next season. So. Yeah, cuz he
1: couldn't make an the SEC, but that's not oh, the conversation so, for today.
0: So we won't know for another year if he's the real deal like you say, you know. <laughs> um a few things before we talk about the draft, let's talk about the Colts injury report. Uh Rashad Berry who we just signed <clears throat> looks like he's got a non-injury-related reason that he did not practice. Uh, we got Pr- Brandon Faison most likely out. Nick Foles. Stefan Gilmore mm. pops up with a wrist injury. Kylan Granson, ankle injury. Rodney McLeod uh, looks like just rest, so he might be okay. And then Ashton Doolin still looks to most likely be out due to a concussion. So, again, we have we have a good bit of injuries. Uh, I think Kenny Moore has been put on IR for the rest of yep. the season. Yep. He... Another one. So if we're down Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Faison, Kenny Moore, I mean, it it's we're looking extremely thin at cornerback. I mean, we're essentially going to be starting Dallas Flowers. And, like, I don't even – Isaiah Rogers is still hurt, I believe. Yeah, I think he's still hurt, yeah. So next up on the list is probably going to be Tony Brown. Like we're starting, we, we are starting light at cornerback. So we'll, we'll talk about the game later. Um, I also want to talk about Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm. Okay. So did y'all see the little uh, interview he had in the locker room? on Thibodeau on Jeff Saturday calling his Snow Angel celebration tasteless and trash. You know what he said? I don't know who he is. Unless I know who they are, it doesn't really affect me. Thibodeau also said he didn't know Foles was hurt. So you're telling me the only comments that affect you are from people you know? I, that, that's such a... I, I, I don't know. That, that yeah. seems so cliche. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. the best way to word that. Anyways... Unless he's just an idiot. (laughs) You think Nick Foles was just laying on the ground for a few minutes to take a little powwow with the turf? (laughs) You really didn't think he was hurt? (laughs) Okay. I think we all have to come to a consensus to what Kayvon Thibodeau did was classless and unsportsmanlike. Giants fans shouldn't be defending him. But then again, we're talking about Giants fans. (laughs) So now I have a reason to not like Giants fans. They are officially in my top two most hated fan bases
1: until further notice.
0: They're up there with the Cowboys. I don't know about you, Jamal.
1: I can agree with that. Cowboys definitely top one. Yeah. Uh, I
0: don't know. Giants right now, they might be top one. But um, yeah, Cowboys fans are Cowboys fans. Anyways, Jamal,
1: who should we draft in April? There's only one person on my mind Young Buck. Man was one of the highest-ranked uh, recruits coming out. He was a transfer. He played at Oklahoma. Then he came to South Carolina. Go by the name of Spencer Rattler. No way. Spencer Rattler. All right, you're going to have to Colts, defend yourself. Colts need to just go ahead and trade. I'm just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to another- <laughs>
0: I was like, what? I was like, let's I, get it. I think Spencer nah. Rattler
1: is returning for another season. It's probably not a bad idea, honestly. Uh, I mean, the way the way the season ended for them, they good against Notre Dame. Uh, so, I mean, I don't see why why come out in the class where you know that they already have their first, you know, four or five quarterbacks already scheduled to go where they're supposed to go. So, why not stay in for next year?
0: He can build his stock up. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Spencer Rattler you guys don't want to admit it, but if you watch the Tennessee game or the Clemson game, mm-hmm. arm talent is undeniable. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of things that he has weaknesses on, but arm talent is not one of them.
1: Yeah, for sure. But in all seriousness, though, um, our sole focus should be on CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. That's that's, that's the only way I'm going right here. Um, just because we this is this is too good of an opportunity to pass up. On a potential generational quarterback, when you don't have to technically go down anymore, you can kind of sit where we are in the draft class, and and he he should fall into our arms. He should. Bryce Young just announced this week he was actually uh uh he was officially going and turning himself into the draft. So I would like to think that he's going to go number one. Texans could surprise us and go CJ. I mean we 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 saw the Georgia game. We'll talk about that in a minute. Texans could surprise us and and try to go number one. Maybe someone else could try to trade up to get him, uh, to get Bryce, and that leaves CJ for another team. I don't why, know.
0: Yeah, why won't they trade up for CJ Stroud? How do you know that?
1: Oh, they could. They very well could. I mean, and and, and if the Colts want to guarantee to get him, Colts need to make the trade up. This nothing, nothing is off the table. Mm. Nothing's off the table. If that's if this is your guy, you got to do whatever it takes whatever it takes, because there are teams out there who will. They don't have anything to lose. I mean, so why not? Why not? Um, I think C.J. is our guy, though. I think he's going to be the one we're going to need in our backfield for us. When I look at C.J., I mean, he had two phenomenal years at Ohio State. Looking back at 2021, 317 completions, over 441 attempts. That's a 71.9 completion percentage. Threw for over 4,400 yards, averaging 10 yards to throw. So first down each time, 44 touchdowns, six interceptions, rating at 186.6. 2022 looked pretty good as well. Uh, just it went down a little bit. His, his, his completion percentage went down 66.3%. Threw for thirty, just under 3,700 yards. His average went from 10.1 to 9.5. But still three for 41 touchdowns, only six interceptions again. His rating dropped to a 177.7. Now, I know a lot of people will immediately start to think, you know, of course, we look at his receiving class, his receiving core, excuse me, and the playmakers around him. Yes, he is at Ohio State. Yes, they do have playmakers around him like Marvin Harrison Jr., who, again, we cannot deny the fact that he had zero dropped or uh, yeah, zero drop passes the entire season, regular season. That's just un- unreal. Unreal. Um, but I'm not gonna sit that apart from Shroud. I kind of want to talk about some of the pros and cons about him. Um, for me, for one, when I when I think of him, what I like about him is his accuracy, his pocket passing. He's a good decision maker. He can spread the ball and he brings the winning mentality. I mean, those are all critical things that the Colts need in a time like this. We know that Jim Irsay, is more of a pocket passer. He wants that Peyton Man and S that Andrew Luck S style quarterback that can sit back there and make a decision. Um well, I look at CJ and he did that all year. I know some of his biggest knocks for him, especially in this time, in this day and age, where quarterbacks do scramble a bit, is he's not mobile. You know, he he can't whenever he's on the run, his passes become highly inaccurate. Uh those are those are those can be potential problems, especially when we have an O line the way we play or display the way they have this past year for us. But When I go back and I watch film over him, in particular, particularly the um, film against Georgia, a lot of the things I was reading, a lot of his negatives, they didn't show in that game. And I know we can sit here and say, well, that was only one game, so how can we base everything off of one game? I'm not saying I'm going to base all my feelings off of one game, but I am going to say that that one game was probably the most important game in his career. Playing against a top-ranked Georgia defense, where he made it look, he made it look incredible out there. Of course, they didn't win the game, but the kicking isn't his fault. So I'm not going to sit here and say that that's that had anything to do with him. He did his job. He she sh- showed up and showed out. Twenty-three of thirty-four for 348 yards, averaged his 10 yards just like normal. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions at 192.2 rating. Um, so I I, I really like the way CJ steps onto the field he is the quarterback that we need who can come out there and and be electrifying uh and and kind of get our guys ready we have JT in the backfield with him we know that JT can get the ball and do what he needs to do that extra threat of having CJ there will help us out a ton because right now no one fears Matt Ryan no one fears Nick Foles no one fears Sam Elgar. They can fear Jason. uh excuse me, Jason Taylor. They can fear, can fear Jonathan Taylor all day long, but when we hit CJ back there as well, now you got to watch out for a guy who can sit in the pocket, can scan the field. He can scramble if you absolutely need him to. It's not his first thing, but he will if you need to. So you still kind of need to spy him, maybe not all game long, but you got to respect his his run. And then you have a running back back there who can get the job done. Now, when I think about some of the the cons of him. Eric, I think one of the biggest ones that I, I uh, bugs me is his arm strength. He's not going to be out there throwing 70-yard bombs, but it doesn't bother me too much because we don't have the receivers for that. We don't have the Tyreek Hills, the Jamar Chases out there who are going to be running these 60-yard you know, just all-out drags and hope that we can get the ball out there to him. CJ's going to get the ball out as far as he can in the most efficient and effective way. And with our receiving core we have, I think that it's kind of a, a a best fit because he's not going to be overthrown. He's not going to be underthrown. He's not going to be throwing the ball wild. He's going to put it where the receiver needs it to be. And when we have a receiving core, like we have where Alec Pierce, he does go up for the 50, 50 ball, but typically it's only a 40 yard. I think that's as long as he has like a 40 or 50 yard bomb. He called that's still well within CJ's range. So I'm not terribly concerned about his arm strength as much as I think some people are, um, I think the pros for him clearly outweigh the cons and i and I just feel like at this point we have an opportunity to grasp everything that we want to encompass in a quarterback less less just all our arm strength because when I look at him he's six three two hundred and eighteen pounds what's will levis what six three two hundred and thirty two pounds so and I only use will just because I know people talk about that prototypical size he's only 20 pounds heavier than him. Now, I don't expect C.J. to all of a sudden pick up 20 pounds as soon as he gets to the NFL. That's just not realistic. I don't think he would move well like that. But height-wise, he has it. You know, he doesn't need to just bulk on weight just to be able to run over someone. Smart quarterbacks, we watch them, they get out of bounds. I saw a lot of injuries that's going on these days, so we, a lot of teams don't want their quarterbacks getting hit. The Sean McDermott's are one of the few coaches who are like, Yo, Josh Allen, go run anybody you want over. Most coaches don't want their quarterbacks out there running people over, so I'm not concerned with them picking up extra weight to be able to kind of scramble around the field and, yeah, and mo- go. Most coaches one. don't have a Josh Allen. That's as well. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, but yeah, so CJ, it is, man. Let's put all eggs in the basket and let's go get them. We'll be back after a quick break. If if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had a, a kind of dark time of uh, around a yeah. decade, right? You know, we we kind of uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Huh?
0: Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I think it's a common misconception that his mobility is not there. Uh, the fact that, you know, I believe he has underrated mobility, um, he just he doesn't feel like he has to use it, you know? I mean, one thing we saw in the Georgia game, there was a phenomenal play he made where, I mean, two defenders were on him. I think one almost tackled him. And he got out of there. He looted pressure, and he extended the play. And he threw it right to Marvin Harrison Jr. for a touchdown. So, I don't know. This thing about that, you know, he doesn't have mobility is, is interesting to me. Another thing... Okay, his arm strength isn't Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, but like you don't have to have crazy arm strength. It's just like a wow factor.
1: Right, exactly uh, right.
0: I think people put too much emphasis on that because he can make every throw at every level, short, intermediate, deep ball. Like We've seen that. So, yeah, it might not go 70 yards, but, geez, it, we, <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> I I want an, I I want everything you were talking about as a strength. Like th- those are good things to have. So, I'm all about that. Like I would be happy if we drafted CJ Stroud. But I'm going to go you know. Uh-oh. I I mean it <laughs> So you you admit we need a quarterback, right? Oh yeah. For sure. I feel like that's such a rhetorical question. Like who yeah. should we draft in uh, you know, what position should we draft in April? Uh, you know, QB has to be taken here, right? You know, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, they seem like the automatic picks. If you know they're there for the Colts, that's the vibe I've gotten throughout social media. You're even telling me CJ Stroud's that guy. So let's say we pick out five right now. Let's say we pick at five. Will they be there if we don't trade up? Yeah, you were just talking about that. Honestly, I don't know. And there's a lot of different ways this can go if the draft happened today. The Bears right now, they could trade back with the Seahawks, the Lions, the Falcons even. Uh, the Raiders, the Panthers, I could keep going. There's a lot of teams that could take a chance at quarterback if they feel this is that guy. Uh, you know, even the Titans. Could they move on from Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill's like 35 I think. Is Malik Willis their guy? He is not complete as a passer. I mean, nope. it, it's his first season. He's been, he's been thrown in, but I mean, boy, when you're like 6 of 21, I mean, we, we still look at that. You know, what if Houston doesn't even draft a quarterback? What if Houston beats the Colts and the Bears lose? Then they're out the number one pick. So what happens there? Will someone trade up with the Bears? Like, there's so many endless scenarios we keep talking about. But we want a quarterback, and we're fixated on that, I hope. We need to be prepared to trade up. If not, we need to be prepared to not get the number one choice on our wish list. That includes C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. So let's talk about let's talk about Will Levis. I know a lot of you, a lot of you Colts fans don't like Will Levis. Let's we'll hear it. Oh well, let's play devil's advocate real quick. I believe the box score doesn't tell the entire story. We've talked about this before on plenty of our games. You know, Matt Ryan might have a phenomenal game on the box score. But if you watch the game or film, you know that wasn't right, right? Now, shouldn't jump to conclusions. Will Levis is, is one of the more polarizing prospects here. You know, I, <laughs> a lot of people don't like him. A lot of people really do. But Will Levis, he has some really good traits. Arm strength. Woof. You want to talk about arm strength? That man's got it. Big old cannon. Him and Richardson, or Anthony Richardson they should have a cannon contest. But one thing I noticed with uh Will Levis, he can flick it with ease. I've seen this guy just easily make passes downfield without much effort. Didn't have to put his all into it. I'm talking about just like I mean <laughs> it, it it's like a 45 degree motion. It, it it's crazy. I've seen him make some beautiful throws too. Ones that make you say wow. So then you add in his physicality like that's all there i i don't want i don't want to say it i'm going to say it anyway kind of reminds me of andrew luck
1: i'm <laughs> dun. dun, dun. I, I i'm just being honest now
0: i'm i'm yeah it, it it i'm gonna explain he's another big body quarterback who wasn't afraid to take hits someone who looked like a linebacker playing that quarterback position can we all agree with that he's mobile when he needs to be immensely mobile, I would say his rushing stats on paper also don't tell the whole story, because sacks in college count as negative rushing yards for the quarterback. So you'll look at a game, and it'll be like eight attempts, minus 35 yards. That that is all. That is, is not. All, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is not all on Will Levis. Why do they do that? I don't know. Anyway, we have to admit Kentucky's offensive line struggles are well known if you've kept up with SEC football this year. So we shouldn't count all those sacks against him as well. So when I've seen him run the ball on film, we see the athleticism. He has legs. He can juke people out. He can Josh Allen hurdle over defenders. He's a leader in the locker room. Lots to like about him. Lots to like about him. So you guys getting sad over the potential of drafting Will Levis, I mean, I've seen him, you know, go top two, top three in mock drafts. Like, people really like him. I mean, the real question about Levis is, you know, can he improve his decision making? Can he strengthen that process? Can he become more consistent? We know he has capabilities. We know he has the tools. I've also heard he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. I don't know how true this is. <laughs> uh, I saw that, that too. I was like, what? <laughs> that might be a borderline <laughs> felony. That might do it in for me. We're gonna have to investigate into this because they can't draft him if that's true. So I'm just saying I see why people talk about why he has traits of that prototypical franchise quarterback. Let's see how he looks in the pre draft process. Go watch some film on him. You'll be you'll be kind of amazed too. Anthony Richardson. I'm not forgetting about you. He's a fun polarizing prospect, probably more polarizing than Will Levis, because I've seen him mock draft as high as number one for the Texans, and I've seen him go oh, go Jesus. into the second round. Uh oh. What's what's with all the size, man?
1: This is this uh, this dude. AR fifteen. Listen, I mean you 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 at Florida. You got a chance to. I mean, you play against you play against top talent, and I feel like he didn't look that great. and I, And I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've watched all of the, all of these guys' college games, you know, because that's just a lie. That would be a lie. I'm I'm gonna tell you based off of just what I've seen. I think that AR15, he he looks alright, but he's just not ready. He's not ready. <laughs> he's not ready. If you if you want to take, if he's not ready to be a first round pick, and I was gonna say the same thing about Will Levis as well. I if I'll, I'll be higher on Will. If they weren't just saying, oh, he is a auto number three, or he can even go number two or number one like that, that's just that's just talking wild. I mean, you are just talking wild now. Just because of his size and he can sling the ball down the field. That's what they're solely basing that crap off of. But that that doesn't mean anything. That's just like saying that's just like saying, Oh, someone can run a four three, he's going number one. Th- that speed doesn't matter in every single you don't get to run, you don't get to run that fast and break away that fast every single play. You don't get to throw the ball seventy yards every single play. They so I understand off potential, man. Potential. Yes, I understand. I understand that. But but what? But just same thing with the car. Just because a car can go zero to sixty in three seconds, don't mean every time you get you step foot in that car, you're just gonna smack the gas and go as fast as you can. Yeah, it's fun when you can get out and do it, but is it practical? <laughs> no. So <laughs>
0: it's not practical. I mean, John Ross. He what? He's had the f- fastest forty yard dash ever. And he—he he was a bus. I—I I don't. He's not in the NFL anymore, yeah. Right, that I
1: know of. Um. But I—I'm gonna I'm let you do your thing. I just had to give that shot. I'm not saying that I don't like AR or will at the end of the day. I'm just saying that I feel, and again, and I—I I know things can shake up and they can change. But I just feel like that's pretty wild to just to say that these guys. And again, like you said, you can't just look at hard numbers because hard numbers don't tell the full story. But when you look at these numbers and you look at this and you look at that, you're like, "Dang, you mean to tell me that this dude who who has been shown to be <laughs> this dude has been shown to be um, uh, not the best decision maker? What, 17 touchdowns, nine or 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, something like that, something crazy like that? Kind of loose cannon with the ball." and all of a sudden he can be the number 3 quarterback going in the draft. Now, of course, number 3 doesn't mean he, that means that doesn't mean first round as we know. But for what it's worth with the teams needing quarterbacks this year, you're going to jump on you're just going to jump on that just because I don't know. Let me
0: sell you on him. Go ahead. Let Please. me sell you on him. All right. So, I was just talking about Will Levis. His physical profile, his athleticism. All right. Turn that up one notch. Go get the knob, turn that thing up just a little bit. And you have a quarterback who has arguably the highest upside in the draft. That's where we're at with Anthony Richardson. These NFL scouts salivating at the chance of picking Richardson up. We talking demon speed. Check. Cannon arm. Check. Check ability to threaten defenses from the pocket or with his legs. Check. Lot to like about him. Sky is the limit. You know, the problem with Richardson is
1: I I, I don't think he starts year 1. I was just going to say with my only question for you with that because I like all those but who in Indianapolis, coaches or players wise, is there who can develop him? Who can develop him? Well, we don't know the coaches and staff who's going to
0: be coming in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I can say that, you know, whoever the Colts draft, I don't think you insert C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, etc. in there, and we're a playoff contender immediately. No,
1: no, no, no. Not a playoff contender. No, so, definitely. let let's talk about AR-15, who is
0: a Project QB, essentially. So – that's who that's what I think he is out of the top four right yeah. now consensus quarterbacks I consider him to be the most project prone so uh, I mean the the numbers we're, we're talking incredibly low completion pe- uh, percentage and, and that goes in regards to his accuracy you know I I don't care if I was out there running routes like it shouldn't <laughs> be in the low 50s like it, it just shouldn't be uh you know the wonky decision making. Uh, the consistency problems with them, but like if you can get a paintbrush and polish that up, you know if a franchise can fix him mechanically and coach him up, I mean you're looking at a prime Cam Newton type build with Lamar Jackson's speed. I mean I, that's scary.
1: That's it's scary. Yeah. It's scary in theory. It's scary, and the, I hope it's that. I hope it's that 2015 Cam Newton and not that I'm back Cam Newton. Because hey. we
0: won't we'll need that one. He' been to a Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. So y- you get those kind of traits. Like the upside is very high. The playbook is going to be so different with him on the books. I mean, same with like Will Levis and probably any other quarterback. But with AR, we're talking, we're talking design runs like they do with Justin Fields. Uh, we're talking some trickery and stuff like that. That there's, there's some fun. The coaching staff can have with them uh the floor for him i i will admit is very low like <laughs> i mean it we're talking high risk high reward but <laughs> i i love those type of picks because we, we we can talk all offseason about him and what they need to do to build but i'm talking like a Vince young kind of bust uh <laughs> I I, I kind of want to say Jamarcus Russell Ew. but like Jamarcus Russell was like 260 so the mobility wasn't on the same level. Right. But I I don't know like Malik Willis could be I I I don't know it's it's something like that. I I don't know who the comp would be for his bust potential but it's bad mm-hmm. in my opinion. He's going to just have to put it all together as a passer and and if if he can fix all of that uh, you're looking at someone who can be the best quarterback out this draft. But, like I said, he, he's the, I, I think he's the highest risk quarterback to take uh, in the first round.
1: We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Do you love running? Do you dream of running on a forested trail or a crowded road race? Martha Runs the World podcast is the place for you. We are about running for runners. We bring you running wisdom and inspiring stories every week. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player.
1: All right, so so let me ask you this then, because I like all of that. And and I, I think, like you said, with the right crew around him and developing him, that will be fantastic. But do you think Colts fans are willing to, and I know this isn't their decision, but do you think Colts fans or even ownership is willing to risk it on a project guy after putting Band-Aid over Band-Aid? And I know that the Band-Aids for us have been old quarterbacks out of retirement homes and things like that, but do you think that the the team is willing to risk it all on a high-risk, high-reward quarterback like him – and if so, what style coach do we need in there? Because if we get a conservative style coach where they just they it's just an old school way mentality, I mean that that may put us up the creek. Is that gonna limit us to who we can to who we can look at to go higher or who would even, you know, be interested in us, or is that gonna open the door for even more? I know that's kind of a big question, but
0: Yeah, I think you need an offensive head, you know, offensive minded coach for, for the head coach. You're going to need somebody with experience in specific schemes, like RPO, mm-hmm. um, drawing up design runs, things like that. Uh, you can't just have some, I don't know, Brian Flores or something in there. I, I don't think it works out like that. It, you're going to have somebody who's creative. Um, you're going to need an offensive coordinator who's also creative. You, you're going to need a QB coach that can, that can really get him going, like things like that.
1: Um, and what was your other part of the question? It's like you said Sean Payton, but uh, I'm mean, interested in hearing stuff. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, my- Sean Payton would be <laughs> absolutely
0: great. But I, I, from what I've seen, him and Jim Harbaugh are right
1: now not in the yeah. running for Indianapolis. So. If If I were Jim, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even leave college. You have no reason to. But a uh, different story for a different day. Um, but my other part of the question was, do you think that leadership is willing to take that risk? Do you think that they kind of want someone kind of plug and play? And I know CJ or Bright. None of these quarterbacks truly are plug and plays because we have a lot of problems that have to be fixed. But for what it's worth, you would probably feel a lot more comfortable putting CJ in come August of next year versus
0: Oh yeah, AR. Oh yeah, if we put AR in, <laughs> I, I mean he started what like ten games. Yeah, ever in in college. If we put him in day one. In August or September, yeah, you're looking at, a, a, I, I would, I would, you know, without seeing preseason, uh, film yeah. on him and anything, we'll, we're probably gonna fail. It is my presumption, but, I, yeah, I, I feel better with Stroud or Young in there. Maybe even Levis. Levis mm-hmm. is a little bit more acquainted with with more pro style offense and things like that. He, yeah. he has experience under center, so. Yeah, AR 15 is is literally a project. I, he is not I don't even think he's a year one starter. I mean, he might get in there after a while, but we we need a bridge quarterback for him. Uh someone who can mentor him, hopefully, uh get him up to speed with the NFL because a lot of the things he make, you know, a lot of the mistakes he made in college can be very I mean, they they, they can be amplified in the NFL. They're, those tips can turn into pick six those you know bad passes can turn into interceptions it, it it's bad so i i want them to take a chance if he's available and probably all three other quarterbacks are gone or right, you know right. maybe we do something like we trade back to a position where we still can get ar15 and we start loading up on draft capital would colts nation be happy about that i'm not nope. sure but you nope. still get a quarterback <laughs> Uh, I I would venture to say some would, so a lot of people are high on AR fifteen man. Oh no, yeah, I'm
1: I'm not saying I'm. Now, are you talking now, uh, analyst or the casual fan or what? Because I think that's where it's gonna weigh in a lot differently. Casual fan, I think, is gonna want to see they're gonna want to see a household CJ Bryce will, you know what I mean. Versus an AR. Yeah, just say you Analyst. don't like Anthony Richardson. That's all s- you gotta say. That's
0: all you gotta say. We can end this conversation right now. Yo, until later. all I ever
1: said was, "Why not stay at Florida another year? Earn your stripes. Earn your stripes." His here. stock's so high right now. They're they're talking about. I I know, but you're, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't know why the stock is so high. Go get your bag. What? <laughs> I'm not mad. This, yeah, yeah. Get your money. Yeah.
0: This. man. Yo, this may have run like a 4-4. And <laughs> 230 pounds. Like, come on, man. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> Yo. Let's talk about the Texans versus Colts real quick. Uh-huh. I, I, don't, I don't know what you want to say. We got Sam Ellinger starting. <laughs> uh, we're at home. You know, this is... I guess we're in an advantageous position to close out the season with our last win. Do we want that? Probably not. But then again... It, it it would be Colts fashion to to drop to number seven or something. Mm-hmm. Um the Texans I, I thought they were turning around a little bit to at least be somewhat competitive for these last few games. They got demolished by the Jaguars, <laughs> which I will say the Jackson the Jaguars are gonna be different next year. Yeah, they they are surprisingly good. Trevor Lawrence has been one of the best quarterbacks in the last few weeks. Uh we all have to admit that. And even I, I'm a Gamecock fan. I don't want to admit that. But he's been turning it up. Well, Clemson alumni. All it took was a coaching change, essentially. Dougie P. Yeah, and, 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 a, and a second year, which is which is good. So we're going to have some competition in the AFC. Maybe this is the time to rebuild and <laughs> like, <laughs> get competitive. But anyway, I, I told you all earlier on, I said, I am not going to predict the Colts to win another game. <laughs> so we are going to lose to the Texans. Seventeen
1: to thirteen. Ooh.
0: All right, you're gonna give
1: Sam a touchdown. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, uh no, I know you wasn't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean smart gonna, man. He's gonna get one. He'll get one. Maybe um, that,
0: maybe that's uh two safeties and three field goals Jesus. instead. Jesus. Hey, uh. <laughs>
1: hey, Zaire is fourth in the league in tackles. I mean Talk to him. I mean, he can get some safety, he can do something. But, no, nah, you're, you're right. I think this game is going to be another, another boring, 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 boring game. Another one where you're just going to be like, is it, is, it is it over yet? Is it over yet? I mean, are, are y'all <laughs> even going to buy tickets to that? Those tickets should be free. They should Oof. be paying They should be paying for us to go to this game. I need to see, man. Shoot, they, I wouldn't mind need a free it. ticket. Reduced price, yeah, at least. Like price. At the very least. Oh <laughs> man. Give me a... Give me a uh, A food and drink credit when I buy my ticket or something. Yeah,
0: nobody is rushing out of their (laughs) seats to go see Davis Mills sling the ball. (laughs) That's probably going to be his last game as a starter. So, yeah. And unfortunately, probably Sam Ellinger too, but we'll see. Yep.
1: Yep. I'm going to say Colts going to go down 20 to 10. 20 to 10.
0: Hey, we can possibly move up into Tankathon like a good plan. I think best case scenario we can move up to third pick. Colts Nation you you might have Wild. To, Yeah, you might have to correct me on that, but I think if we finish out 4 12 and 1 and Denver and Arizona somehow win, we'll, we'll take that third pick. Chicago, however, no matter what they do, they're going to be above us, I think. I just didn't replace Maybe we can get to... to. I got to do that math in my head. I don't want to do that on the, the pod. But he's since solidified at one or two.
1: So, yeah. that's well, Denver, where we Denver plays a Chargers, uh, Broncos country, not riding this week. So, that's a hell. Uh, but, anyway, keep going. <laughs> uh,
0: I think we can actually drop to... Ugh. yeah, we, we can drop a few picks if, if the stars allow it. So, we'll see, guys. Um... That's really all I've got to say
1: about the tysons Colts matchup. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a boring snooze fest, but hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see. Sam will finally get a start, so I'm going to be excited to see him get a start. But, again, uh, of doesn't mean anything to most people because they expect a six-round quarterback to be, uh, I don't know, a second-round quarterback, but that's crazy to me. We're not going to of that rabbit hole tonight. Hey, six-round quarterbacks have had success in the NFL. I agree, and that's what happens when you give them a chance. But when you don't give them a chance, you never know. Crazy, Tom Brady. Could be Tom Brady, Brock, Brock, Brady, Brock, Brady. It yeah,
0: it's, crudy. Crudy. it's, crudy. it's a crazy. It's crazy.
1: It's crazy. But, hey, a Super Bowl. Hey, I mean, it's what happens, man. Every quarterback got heard, He got a chance. Every quarterback on our team sucks. He still doesn't get a chance. That's crazy to me, Eric. But I'm not doing this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna, be, that's gonna be it for us, everyone, before we make the ball, man. Thank you for
0: listening to the postcast. We're live. On Podcast. We'll be back next time after the game to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all, take care. Have a good weekend. Take care.